As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Gary. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. Another 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 week in the building. Another week for us to lose our money gambling. <laughs> another prosperous <laughs> September. Drip, how you living, my boy? I'm doing good. I can't complain. After a after a hokey win, and I'm also a Bengals fan, so Bengals got the W. Uh, always mm-hmm. a good always a good week when uh, your teams win. So can't wait to always get into a good that. Week. Yeah, always a good week when the teams win. When the boys bring it home. Um, I mean, in your case, well, shit, in both our case, I'm a 49er fan, and my game was a hell of a lot more stressful than it needed to be. Oh, that's facts. <laughs> it's like, what the? Yeah. My, my I, had the last, fans. I took I took the last uh, plus nine, so they... <laughs> <laughs> they got you your money. They came back for me, got that money for me, so shout out to Jared Goff in his empty <laughs> Your game was your game went to overtime. Yeah, that should never have went to overtime either. There's yeah, they blew them out. Yeah, shout out to NFL games being a hell of a lot more stressful than they need to be. Uh Just like just like hokey games, just way more stressful than they need to be. But we're gonna get into all of that. We're gonna get into these week two lies and these week three picks. But before we get started with all that, Spotify Green Room. It's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together. Um, you can link your Twitter. You can link your social medias. And it's rooms going on every week, all day, every day. And um, all you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS app store. Come with your spiciest takes. Now, Virginia Tech played a game versus Middle Tennessee State, and the final score was 35 to 14. But if you're a Virginia Tech fan, you know the iceberg gets a hell of a lot more deeper than that. It wasn't just no comfortable win. It wasn't nothing comfortable about it. Uh, Hokies pulled away in the second half when the, uh, the talent started to overwhelm the lack of talent on the other side. 
the defense is looking like we got a really good defense if if the injuries if the injury bug don't bite us over there right i did see jalen griffin go down and he was pounding the turf and nobody has said shit since then so i'm assuming he's okay (laughs) (laughs) we probably would have heard about that i ain't heard shit else about it or either that or they just feel like he don't contribute enough i don't know <laughs> Jalen griffin looked fucking really hurt real bad nobody has said shit since but if the injury don't bite the defense which injuries happen to everybody uh it looks like it's gonna be at least a top 30 defense i think i could say that yeah. confidently yeah i think it'll be it could, it could definitely end up being a top three acc defense as well a top three acc defense um before we get into the offense which is the bad Let's, let's let's highlight the good first. Let's start off good. The defense, outside of one and a half, two drafts, the defense was stout all day. Um, Nasir Peoples, you didn't even know this motherfucker was hurt last winter. He was balling out. He was everywhere, yeah. coming downhill, hitting. And they got big backs over there at Middle Tennessee State. They got big backs. And he was coming out here smacking, coming out here smacking shit. Jermaine Waller with another interception. I want to put some respect on his name. And before I let you go, we'll be talking about this defense. Armani Chapman. I've been saying this shit since the game happened. We had had a couple of bad plays on defense. Jay Ham went into this zone shit from last year. We were playing 10 yards off and giving up everything underneath. And Armani Chapman said something. I don't know exactly what he said, but he basically said, why are we playing 10 yards off on fucking Middle Tennessee State? (laughs) Like, bring this shit in, and like I've been saying, and and I'm gonna keep saying it, because people people are understating this, in my opinion. Jay Ham, the defensive staff, adjusted. They did not take it personal. I think the offensive staff if being barked on by a player coming off the field or whatever, I think he that player probably would have been benched or at the very least told, shut the fuck up and run what we tell you to run. And I want to give a shout-out to not only Amani Chapman for saying, yo, what the fuck are we doing? But I want to give a shout-out to Jay Ham for saying, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm on some yep. bullshit. And that very next play, the very next play, they dial up a blitz. Shamari Connor gets a sack. And that pretty much shut the book on Middle Tennessee State's whole offense. But uh, what, what did you want to highlight positive? It don't got to be the defense. But what positives can you take from this I, game before we get yeah. into negative? I, I think you kind of nailed everything uh, so far that, that I was going for. I think the defense is really good. Uh, the defense is going to carry this team in the future. Uh, I think the three corners that we have with – Chapman, Waller, and Strong. I think those are the three best corners. I think you there, I don't think just three better corners in another group in the ACC than those three. Um, the problem for Tech is if one of them gets hurt and you bring on Brian Murray, uh, he's he gets toasted every play, and that's not what I want to see. So if those three can remain in the game, not hurt, uh, I think the defense is going to do really well. I think man-wise, they're – best in the ACC I mean they, they like I think it's night and day when they play man versus zone and I don't think they should even mess around with zone but shout out them for 
adjusting going back to man and Amari Chapman has been insane as well. I think, I mean, his jump is nothing that we expected. I did not think that he would make this sort of, this sort of jump like this year. I did not expect it at all, but um, yeah, he had the Caleb Farley jump. Yeah, no, ser- like seriously. I mean, he, he could very well keep this up the whole year and be talked about in as like, he as like a legit draft prospect would not be surprised at all. Um, Cause he's been playing outstanding for like, and I, I did not see it coming. So shout out him. Hopefully keeps it up. Um, Nasir peoples as well. I think he's a, I think he's a really good player. Um, came out of nowhere. Wasn't expecting him either. Um, but he's, he's going to be around for a while. And he, he looks like he could end up being a pretty big leader and uh, part of this defense. So I love the defense. I love the direction that's going in, but um why don't why don't you go ahead and, and start diving into the offense and where you think there were some issues with the game? Okay, so we talked about the positives of the game. The negatives of the game was the offense. And I know a lot of people said uh when the second half the offense got better or whatever the case may be, that was a inferior team finally wearing down and breaking this was supposed to be a stat game they was trying like hell the coaches were trying to pad Braxton Burmeister's stats and they could only get him 142 yards passing and that's them taking shots and before halftime you know Fuente is infamous for not trying to score before half they were just throwing sideline passes just to Fuck, let's just get him stats. That man only got 142 yards passing. And yeah, he got injured or hurt early in the game, but it's because of his play style. And we Virginia Tech, we know all about the running quarterbacks. You know, we normally keep a mobile quarterback every year, but it seemed like Braxton Burmeister's play style, he has to run. Like he, he has no passing, like he's not that guy passing the ball, obviously. And if his run isn't effective, then you pretty much shut down the whole offense because yeah, you got Braxton Burmeister out here taking shot after shot against Middle Tennessee State on his throwing shoulder. The first one of his first scrambles, he runs out of bounds. He's taking hits on his throwing shoulder. Then he's diving head first, getting damn near concussed. I thought he was concussed. I think he is concussed, but they just said, fuck it. We damn sure not putting Knox Tatum back in. They're just like, what the, what the fuck are we doing offensively? He had a yeah. touchdown to Trey Turner that he underthrew. Now, that's just a lack of arm yeah, strength. That ain't got nothing to do with, you know, he is what he, you know, he has physical limitations with his arm, but that should have been a touchdown if, if a D1 quarterback arm throws it. It's a touchdown, but Trey had to slow up and things of that nature. And before I let you go, this has to be stated. Those were backup Middle Tennessee State DBs. Their, their top two DBs, their top two corners was out pro, pro, COVID protocol. So the lack of wide open receivers did concern me considering that we were playing their second tier of corners. Uh, what did you see from the offense that gave you calls or did you thought they do a great job? What was your thought? Um, I think 
this game is exactly what we thought it was going to be. Uh, this shows who the offense is. It shows who the defense is, and it shows what this team is as well. If this team is going to be successful, it's going to be on the back of the defense and the offense not making mistakes and doing their job. Um, I don't think we're ever going to be in a situation where we're going to have that, that if we're relying on the offense, they're going to propel to victory. Like I think it's going to have to come from the defense. And I think the staff knows that, um, it's a lot of pressure to put on your defense nowadays, especially in 2021 when every school seems to have a extremely good passing attack. So I'm not sure how it's going to work down the line, but I think there's, there's a chance that like every game, if you have an elite defense, you have a chance. And I think it's, I think tech's going to be fine, but I think the problem is, it's like you, we could be so much better if the offense was just a little bit better. You know what I mean? And like right now we haven't seen it bite us in the ass, but I think moving forward, if there's a game where we need the offense to score a little bit more than they're used to scoring, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to hold up and compete. And then it, it might be because we just don't have the firepower. Um, And so I don't know. I think, I think we might be doing our defensive disservice with a pretty mediocre offense. Um, I did say before the season started that I thought it we're going to have trouble moving the ball downfield in terms of vertically throwing the ball. And that's showing already. I mean, if there was a game to show that you can throw down the field and be a threat, it was that game. And um, they didn't do that. So I don't think it's going to pressure any teams to like try and play against a deep ball. I don't think teams are going to be scared of vertically passing and any of that. So I'm not sure. I think, I think tech's going to be fine, but it's going to be, they're going to have to really rely on their defense and hopefully the defense doesn't break. Yeah. Hopefully the defense can hold it together. And once injuries start to, you know, inevitably start to pile up, hopefully the defense can hold something together because offensively, I think if you look at the UNC game and you look at the Middle Tennessee State game, you're not about to get this sudden explosion of offense. Uh, I think, I think somewhere between that North Carolina game, which wasn't all that, and last week, which was better, but it was Middle Tennessee State. They're somewhere in the middle, and yeah, that's probably not good enough to uh, <laughs> win you a whole lot of games if the defense starts to fall off. The yeah. Fuente lie. The Fuente lie. Let's get to the monkey shit. Fuente said in the summertime, this was the most comfortable he felt passing the ball since he got here. Was that a lie? Did he lie? I mean, he might be telling the truth about what he feels, but I don't think as a fan or as a, as a fan base, I don't think you should be comfortable throwing the ball under this offense. Um, but, but he said since he's been here, which is 2016, in 2016 he had Gerard Evans, yeah, Isaiah Four, Bucky Hodges, and Cam Phillips. And in 2021, he has Braxton Burmeister, Trey Turner, Tavion Robinson, Caleb Smith, and a bunch of niggas that don't play payout now. And he said that this is the most comfortable he ever felt passing the ball since he's been here. Did he fucking lie? Yes or no? I think he did. He lied his ass off. Yeah. I mean, I think he just tried to help the season with momentum. and Yeah, he, he lied. But I think he lied, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to – all football coaches lie. You got to. You got to keep confidence high and you got to keep spirits up and you want to make your, your guy Burmeister feel like you believe in him. But the, the lie detector determines 
that was a fucking lie. I mean, you go out there, this is supposed to be your stat game. Right. And I'm looking at the concepts of the routes. I'm looking at everything is to the sideline or run. Go to the sideline or run. Go to the sideline or run. Then they started dialing up these deeper plays or whatever the fuck they were trying to do. Just to just the just so Burmeister could crack 200 yards. They couldn't even do that. So yeah, I don't know. I saw somebody tweet last week that Burmeister was gonna throw for like five touchdowns, and I was like, not a fucking chance, man. Sorry to sorry to break man, it to you. It's not I happening. don't think Braxton Burmeister got five touchdowns in his career, <laughs> let alone in one game. Shout out Braxton Burmeister. You know, come on, Bradomby Friday, tell your story. But that's some crazy shit. Uh, yeah, they he was going to throw for anything more than two or three touchdowns. Um, we're going to get into the West Virginia game and everything like that, but uh, I hope they're not predicting five touchdowns for Braxton Burmeister this week as well. <laughs> we played another power five, yeah, another power five school. We got sad news coming out this game James Mitchell Torres ACL, he's done for the season. His career, anybody that says he said he's coming back, listen, that man is on perks. That man is on Zannies. He's on some of the best drugs money can buy. Do not take anything James Mitchell say in the next two months seriously. When he sobers up and recovers and does his rehab, if he decides to come back to Virginia Tech, great. But if he doesn't, Decides to go pro or transfer portal. Godspeed. God bless. He was a great player, good player. Uh, had the potential to be a great player, but injuries, fuck injuries. Um, there was some frustration with the play where James Mitchell got hurt. It was one of those on the goal line. James Mitchell gets a lot of sweeps and pop passes. Not pop passes, but the little jet sweep pass. Or the yeah, little the, jet gimmick, sweep. the gimmick he plays on the goal line. And people was upset with that. And and to those people, football players get hurt, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do to really prevent an injury. There's nothing you can do. The safe football is like having sex. The safest way to do it is to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, who who wants to do that, right? I mean, it, it's it's fucked up. He got hurt, but if James Mitchell fuck had a non-contact injury, we'd be mad. So. Right. You know, it is what it is. God bless James Mitchell. He, um, that governor shit was kind of goofy, but shout out Pete Morris for making it up and the shit sticking. But um, I I just hope he recovers. And um, what does this mean going forward, in your opinion, with the tight end slash H-back position? Um, I mean, I think they've been recruiting pretty well for tight ends. And they got Gallo and uh, – and Drake Derulius. I think that's how you say his last name. Not 100% sure. But um, I think both of those guys are fine. And uh, they never really need more than two in terms of this offense. So both of those guys should be able to step up. Uh, they were the type of recruits that would need to step up in that sort of situation. So I think they're fine. Um, I just hope that this doesn't hurt James Mitchell's draft stock too much. I think he could have gone to the draft last year. Um and decided to come back. And so hopefully he goes this year to the draft and, and gets drafted. I think he can be a good tight end in the NFL as well. So um, hope he makes a good recovery. Yeah, the tight the tight end. And I I don't even like saying tight end for all offense because it's more so like almost like a Swiss Army knife. Like they kind of do some of everything. I mean, shit, James Mitchell was returning punts last year. Yeah. 
I, like even Rambo, uh, even Rambo Dalton King, he was he was getting handoffs, like not even sweeps. He was getting between the tackles, <laughs> inside zone handoffs. Like, yeah, James Mitchell was playing Sam, like free safety on uh, prevent defense. Yeah, like Sam Rogers, who was listed as a fullback, was doing. He was leaking out the backfield. They was throwing the pop passes. I think the H back slash tight end is so important in Fuente's offense because of the versatility that is that requires. Um, you rarely see you rarely see uh, the tight end in the Virginia Tech offense post uh, Scott Leffler, but the tight end getting so much attention, targets, uh, handoffs. Punt returns like they they act so much of the tight ends they they expect the tight ends to be uh, diverse and I didn't see it out of Drake Delius or Delulius bro I don't mean to fuck your name up but you got a fucked up name but um I didn't see that um but maybe they had maybe he hadn't practiced all the shit that James Mitchell does and maybe this week with the week of practice as you know. The new James Mitchell, he'll be able to execute all that shit while uh, blocking and shit. Same with Nick Gallo. Um, right. Once again, James Mitchell, God bless. Injuries fucking suck. We don't want nobody to get hurt. Um, especially, you know, a person like James Mitchell who, like you said, had, has NFL prospects and should be making money playing this sport. Um, I don't know what kind of, you know, NIL deals he he had going on for him. So hopefully he was getting a couple of bags, a couple of coins off that governor shit. And um, I know James Mitchell saw Rambo go in the third round and was like, shit, I can at least go second. Yeah. That's probably why he came back. Like, shit, Rambo went third. I know I can get second at least. And um, injuries, man, that's how it be. Any last words before we move on? Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be fine in in terms of the NFL. He's a much better tight end prospect than Dalton Keene was, uh, and he kind of fits the mold of what NFL teams want right now. I just think in Fuente's system, um, because they use the tight end for so much, sometimes they disguise plays with the tight end, and they don't really get featured as much as they should be. Like I thought, James Mitchell should have been getting the ball more than he was getting the ball. Um, but I think once he gets to the NFL, he's going to be playing a different role, more of like a vertical downfield type of tight end. And I feel like he might be really good All as right. well because he's 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 quick enough to be in that upper tier of, of like athletic tight ends in the league. So, um, you know, hopefully this ACL right. tear doesn't fuck that up too much. And and hopefully he's still good. All right. They use they use the tight ends almost exclusive, like as far as in the passing game. Yeah. Exclusively, like in the flats and. Everything, the whole passing offense is safe. It's, it's damn super near conservative. Throwing, he damn near throwing the ball for the quarterback. That's why I'll be trying not to get a quarterback too much slack about he's not making his second read. There is no fucking second read. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no second, third read. It's, listen, <laughs> if that motherfucker ain't wide open, throw the bitch in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. the offense, but uh, – Shout out James Mitchell, man. We don't want to see nobody hurt. Week two, we were some lying, losing money motherfuckers. Uh, 
let's run down these last fucking liars. We both had Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, not even just Ohio State money line. We had Ohio State to cover the 14 and a half point we spread. We had Ohio fucking State <laughs> minus 14. These motherfuckers lost the game. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck is going on in Columbus, man? I was like, there's no way. When CJ Stroud threw that interception, and I also believe I took the under, I don't know, the over. No, I had the over, my bad. And it was 63 and a half. And these sons of bitches scored 63 points together. Oh. (laughs) Hey, yo. That's a nightmare. I, I I went 34 years of my life. And I used to always wonder why do people hate athletes so much? Like fuck Lamar Jackson, or fuck this <laughs> oh, even for you know for the fuck Quincy Patterson, whatever. And I used to be like, why well, so much irrational hate towards their kids? Listen, when CJ Stroud threw that interception, and I needed just a half a fucking point. <laughs> it all made it all it all made sense. I ain't gonna say what I said in my living room, but it all made sense. It was an, epi- an epiphany. I just started gambling this weekend. This was my first time, and I've been awoken to why people irrationally hate certain players. So shout out to CJ Stroud for educating me. <laughs> Florida. Another one we missed. Another one. Fucking we should have. This should have hit as well, but Florida was up early on – uh, South Florida, and then South Florida started making a comeback and covered the 28-point spread, so covered the out. 28. Cost me money. Lost me money. So these dirty motherfuckers. Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Notre Dame did not. Notre Dame should have fucking lost. <laughs> yeah, they should have lost. Uh, they were like 17-point favorites, I think, and Toledo. 17-point. I think the final favorites. score was like 32-29. to 29. Yeah. That's what I was saying, man. Last week, I was, I was telling I was telling everybody, Toledo's a decent program. And the, yeah. They probably circled that game since they got the game on the schedule. That was the Super Bowl. They put yeah, up, they put up everything that they could. These are facts. You, uh, Georgia covered. Georgia covered. Troops were told. Um, I lied. I said Georgia State would. Uh, I said UNC, North Carolina would not cover versus Georgia State. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> <laughs> you had. You had uh, see, we <laughs> both, we both had one of those. I said that Iowa State was going to cover and like cover their spread and blow Iowa out and Iowa beat Iowa State. You had Iowa in money line. I knew Iowa would win the game. Oh, listen, old money don't never lose the new money on the big stage. Remember, I'm 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 telling y'all some I'm telling y'all some good shit. Old money don't lose to new money on the grand stage. If the new money never been there before, old money gonna win every time. I'm telling y'all some good shit. I know I've been fucking up in line and all that shit, but <laughs> That's some good shit right there. Texas A&M at Colorado. Texas A&M, I think their quarterback broke his foot or broke his ankle or some shit. Prayers up. But uh, we told truths. Truths were told there. Uh, Colorado held it down, took care of that business. BYU 
I mean, Utah at BYU fucking lies. I lied. Yeah, um, we, bo- we both said Utah minus seven and BYU yeah. wa- outright won the game. I knew nothing about none of them people. Shout out right BYU. There. I thought they were going to be cooked after Zach Wilson left, but they're still pretty yeah. relevant. The thing about BYU is those dudes over there don't be fucking. So <laughs> that's that's damn near free steroids. The whole team, a whole team of on Mormon, testosterone. Mormon and Samoans not fucking. Dog, <laughs> you might as well just be giving them free steroids. Uh, shout out BYU. USC. <laughs> USC. Oh, USC's a fucking joke. Embarrassed they sell so much they fired Clay Hilton on Monday. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen. The only way that, that that USC can repay me for this is if uh they snag James Franklin from Penn State and Penn State goes into a uh free fall afterwards. I'd be totally fine with that. They need to go ahead. Penn USC need to make a call to James Franklin. They probably they already have. <laughs> They probably already have. They need to call Dabo Swinney. Even though I don't think Dabo will leave, they need to call his ass. Um, who else? There, I, I, saw, I, I saw that I saw they some, were looking some at... shit about Eric B. Enemy. I saw some shit about that. Yeah, they're looking at um, Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. Also, yeah, Mario Fickle. Mario Cristobal from Oregon. The fact that Mario Cristobal is like in the conversation is so stupid because Oregon is the program that USC is trying to be right now. It's like, why would yeah. Cristobal just come down south after building Oregon? Yeah, you build up, you build up Oregon. You you get the biggest win of your Oregon career, and then okay, I'm going, I'm going down south to try to build something else up. To where yeah, I I, and I don't get the money thing either because Oregon also has an ass load of money. Yeah, like, yeah. Oregon's got a lot of sneaky money too. I mean, USC's Oregon got, got a lot going for itself. They got the money, the facilities, Nike. Yep. Uh, I mean, USC, you got, you know, movie stars and bad, bad bitches and Kardashians and shit. But I don't know, man, that, that Nike money, you know, Nike dropping the Phil Knight. I'm pretty sure Phil Knight dropping off some secret bags to oh, Mario yeah. Cristobal house right now. And, uh, and, and last but not least, we had uh, Virginia Tech covering at 20 points versus Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State made it kind of spooky, but we knew goddamn well. Uh, what the deal was there. Mm-hmm. So that was our week two uh, last. I lied like a motherfucker. I got off a lot shit ton of last. Uh, uh, yeah, we we both. Uh, I went five and six. Vito went four and seven. So uh, ne- welding instructor Alex Declare knows VR training platforms like Forge FX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Neither Four of us. and seven. <laughs> Neither of us went positive. Four and fucking seven. And you know what's crazy? We didn't even pick a lot of the ACC games, which, which I try to keep it, you know, major games in the ACC games, but whatever. We, we'll we'll come back. We'll come back right now this week. We gonna we about to come right back around. But before we get to our week three predictions, everything y'all know the drill. Spotify Green Room live audio only sports talk platform. You can uh, talk to 
fans, athletes, insiders in real time. You can get in on the conversation that you listen to here on Don't Be Fridays every day. Get in on the shit. Uh, you can be. You can even have a chance to be featured on some of your team's podcasts. There, there's team podcasts that get recorded over there. You you can have your voice heard, man. So Spotify Green Room, create a profile, link your Twitter, join join certain leagues, groups. Uh, you can follow certain people and get notified when they go live. Uh, like I said, man, download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store. Week three, college football, starting with the big noon kickoff. Nebraska at number three, Oklahoma. How bad? Fuck a spread. I think Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma's gonna name their name their points. They're gonna name what they're gonna put up. How bad is Oklahoma gonna beat Nebraska at noon Saturday? Uh I don't think Oklahoma's gonna cover this game. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's 22. Spread yeah, is 22. I, I, I don't know. I think it might be a little bit of a closer game than most people are expecting. Hmm. I uh I think Scott Frost, this is the perfect game for him to like save his job and he's gonna bring out everything, everything that they possibly have for this game. And I also think that he probably scheduled this game and has been looking forward to it uh the whole offseason. So I think Nebraska's gonna play their fucking asses off, and I think Adrian Martinez is gonna play his best game and they're gonna be at least in it. So I'm taking actually Nebraska to cover. You got Nebraska covering them 22 points. I got Oklahoma putting up 70. <laughs> um, I watched Nebraska play Illinois, and they just looked – it looked like two different speeds. They couldn't even keep up with Illinois. Yep. Ain't no way in hell they keeping up with no, uh, with no Oklahoma. So I'm taking Oklahoma in the points. Drift taking Nebraska. Uh, so we shall see. Cincinnati, number eight at Indiana. Uh, Cincinnati is favorite, uh, four point favorites. Who do you have winning this game? Uh, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati spread to cut to, to win the game. Um, I think Cincinnati's a really good team right now, and I think this is the game that they need to win moving forward. Um, I think I think it could be spooky for Cincinnati though because Indiana is a sneaky good team and they were supposed to be good this year before their loss to Iowa to begin the year. So um, this yes. could definitely go both ways, but I'm kind of banking on Luke Fickle and Cincinnati right now because they are a very good team. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati in this one. Cincinnati's coming off a game where they was in a bit of a dog fight. He's in a bit of a they was in a bit of a dog fight. Now they're going on the road at a Big Ten school. My heart tells me to lean towards the old money, even though Indiana ain't old money in football, but they just old money is in a name brand. But I'm going to take Cincinnati as well. I think Cincinnati is I – think, I think they're on their way. I think they're on their way. They're going to go on the road in a tough environment. It's going to be a hostile crowd. 
Indiana was a really good team last year. They lost to Iowa, but Iowa looks like they might be really fucking good. Uh, probably no shame in that. I'm taking Cincinnati. Uh, uh, you taking them cover? Or? Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Cincinnati minus four. All right. Michigan State Spartans at number 24, Miami. Who do you got winning? Uh, Miami's favorite by six points. Uh, this is my this is my big lock of the week. Michigan State money line. Michigan State money line. You got Michigan State winning the game outright. Oh, outright winning the game. I think. I mean, Miami. Last week we lied about Miami. We thought Miami was going to blow out App State. They didn't. Um, close game. And Michigan State has been looking pretty good all year. Um, I think they got a good coach and they're coached well. So. I think this might be a, a statement win for for Michigan State, um, and kind of a cool matchup too. I haven't, I, I kind of wanted to see like a Michigan State Miami matchup, so I think it's gonna be fun. But I think Michigan State wins it in the trenches. I got Miami. <laughs> I got Miami covering the six points. Um, I think I think what ended up happening last week is, and I know I said Miami is is. Though the teams, the Miamis, the USC's, the Texas's are weirdo ass schools. It's hard to predict them week to week because they're good enough to beat the shit out of anybody, but they play down to every opponent. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I said that uh, last week. They normally handle business when they're motivated to handle business, but I don't know what the fuck Miami was doing last year, last week against App State. App State was playing a Super Bowl. Miami was kind of dicking around. But Miami did pull it out. I think that wakes Miami up. And they they handled this business at home. Michigan State has to travel down to South Florida. Uh, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. It's at, it's, uh, I think it's at noon. I don't, I don't know what time it is. Yeah, it's, Maybe a, it's, a, it's a noon game. The noon slate this noon week game. is really good uh, across a the noon board. Ga- a noon game. Oppressive South Florida Heat. I think Miami wears them down late and covers the six points at the very least. The I was about to say the beatdown of the week, but we also got Oklahoma and Nebraska on this. But Bama <laughs> at Florida, number one Bama at number 11 Florida Gators. Bama is the Thanos of the college football world. Uh, Florida is up and coming. They got some nice players. But Bama's favorite by 14 and a half. What do you hate? What do you got? What, That's you 14, got 14, 14 and a half is a ton of points on the road, especially to Florida. Florida's and also a really good uh SEC school. Uh right. And the fact that it's 14 and a half, like they would need to win by more than two touchdowns. It's also Bryce Young's like biggest game of his career and it's a pure away game like the miami game was it was a neutral yeah. field but it wasn't like you were playing at florida um i'm just gonna say that florida covers this game i think bama wins but i think it's close just because uh bama is young and this might be one of their like growing pain type of games but they're still gonna win because they're bama i got bama I got Bama covering. I got Bama covering. If it was 14 and a half, it was if it was 24 and a half, if it was 34 and a half. I think, <laughs> I think, I think the tide rose. Bama's a Bama's a fucking machine at this point. Um 
they beat the shit out of good teams, like how Virginia Tech beats the shit out of Middle Tennessee State. Like those games, like like the way we play Middle Tennessee State and Richmond, they do that to other SEC schools. It's, it's, it's true. It's, it's true. They quite, do. It's quite a sight to see. Um, even if even if Bryce Young ain't the Miami game, Bryce Young, they can yeah. just roll. It ain't even fair what they're doing over there. Nick Saban, get the fuck out of college. They <laughs> say like 70 years old, and he just takes pleasure in just ruining the one sport that I love. Like, that shit is crazy. <laughs> that shit is crazy as hell. Georgia Tech at number six, Clemson. Clemson is 28 and a half point favorites. Is that crazy? Is Georgia, is Georgia Tech fucking that up? That's the question. Uh, Clemson's no, going to win. I don't think that's crazy. I think Clemson's going to blow them out. Like, I think Clemson's going to push like 30, 40 points uh, in terms of the spread. So I think 28 and a half is, is fine. Like, I'm taking Clemson at 28 and a half in this game. Uh, I think they blow them out. I'm taking Clemson too. I'm taking Clemson. I'm taking that. Too. I'm taking them 28 and a half. I mean, Georgia um, Tech, Georgia Tech lost their opening game to Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois didn't win a game last year and is pretty much the worst team in the MAC. I mean, Northern Illinois used to be bad, but they're at, they used to be good, but they're absolutely terrible now. Um, and so I just I think there's no chance for Georgia Tech at all. And you're no playing. A, you're also playing a pissed off Clemson. Like this is this is two weeks removed from Clemson losing their opening game. Like they're gonna, yeah. like you got them. If you're gonna get Clemson this year, it's gonna be at the end of the year. Like it's not gonna be right now. Yeah, Clemson lost two weeks ago, and they looked kind of sloppy last week. They didn't exactly look like a well oiled machine last week. So Clemson's gonna start to develop rhythm and DJ Uwe Ungalale and all that shit. They're gonna start rolling. And I think Jeff Sims is hurt from Georgia Tech. And yeah, um, and Georgia Tech's fucking garbage. I don't think they got a chance yeah, let's here. Call it, let's call it a bean, man. <laughs> I'm a motherfucker sorry over there. Shout out, shout out Jamir Gibbs, dog. If you ever want to hit the transfer portal, Virginia you Tech, find us. We got a lot of fucking running backs, but we'll make some room for you, my boy. Definitely. So we have we both taking Clemson. Yep. Auburn at Penn State, the white, the annual whiteout game, number 22, Auburn at Penn State. Um, Penn State is five-point favorites. Who you got winning this game, or do you have Penn State covering? Uh, this is a tough game for me because I feel like every whiteout game that I watch Penn State play, they always win by, like, a field goal. Or uh, or a touchdown at the last second. It's always super close, even their whiteout games at night. Um, Auburn's also this is the first time Auburn's playing in uh, at Penn State. So yeah, SEC school, Big Ten school. I don't know, man. This is tough. And the spread is the spread is not helping me out because like if the spread was seven and a half, I'm taking Auburn hundred percent. But five, I don't really know. So I'm just gonna go out on a limb. I say Penn State covers here. Uh, they're at home. I think. They got a better system, better coach right now. Uh, it is the Auburn's coach first year. So I'm, I'm taking Penn State in the spread. Um, I'm taking Penn State as well. Um, it's something about Bo Nix. Shout out Bo Nix. But it's something about Bo, like, Bo Nix just, 
is what he is. He mid. He's okay, but he ain't winning over and shit, man. That's yeah. not even start lying out here, man. Penn State, five points. Even if the bitch was 10 points, I'm taking Penn State. Uh, I think that's easy money right there. Mm-hmm. The South's oldest rivalry, UVA at UNC. Number 21, UNC, I'm sorry. UVA is coming off a big win over Illinois. Dominated Illinois. UNC is coming off a game where they dominated Georgia State, but UNC lost to Virginia Tech. This game is sneaky important as fuck. Yeah. I ain't gonna, yeah. It's sneaky important as fuck. UNC has to start that shit they did against Georgia, Georgia State. Cool. They were supposed to do that. It's ACC play. It's the South's oldest rivalry. UNC is favored by eight points. What you got happening in this game? I feel like everybody's talking this game up to be uh, the UVA upset UNC. Like it's got it written all over it. The spread is the spread has dropped since the game opened. Uh, UNC was at like minus ten, and now it's dropped down to minus eight. Um, but I'm gonna fade all of that. Fade the public. I don't think. I don't think UNC is going to lose this game. In fact, I think UNC is more likely to blow them out than keep it close. Um, this is like one of the most important games for UNC for a couple different reasons. If UNC loses this game to Virginia, um, they're going to lose a tiebreaker with Tech. So if Tech ends up beating or, or if Tech ends up losing to Virginia later this year, it's going to screw everything up. So I feel like North Carolina absolutely has to win this game and um they're going to play well. I think Sam Howell is going to finally play well on a big stage. So taking UNC to cover. I've been going back and forth. I've been going back and forth on this because, because UVA so far has been more impressive than I initially anticipated they were, would be. Yeah, but they also hasn't played anybody. They also haven't played anybody, but I never discount blowing out another power five school yes it's illinois but that's a power five school uh there's some schools not pointing no elbows that can't even beat the shit out of g5 so it was illinois but that's still a power five school i don't take that type of shit lightly brendan armstrong coming off a game where he threw for 400 yards i think some shit some yeah. crazy amount of hit so his confidence is up UVA's confidence is up, but I'm taking UNC in the points. Uh, mark me down, UNC covers that shit. It could be 8, 10, 25, or 35 points. UNC is covering that shit. Yep. Uh, I think Sam Howell gets on his horse. I think they get their head out of their ass. They get the molasses out of their ass, and they start rolling. Because they're going to have to. Like, If they lose this game, their season is absolutely fucked, and Everything they've been building, everything they've been building for is going to, you know, start crashing down if they lose this game. They can't lose this game, and I don't think they're going to lose it either. Yeah, they lose this shit game the fuck over. I don't want to hear shit about no UNC for a long time. And last but not least, our Hokies, our number 15 ranked Virginia Tech Hokies on the road. This is a noon game, but we always do Virginia Tech last. Um, On the road. At West Virginia in Morgantown, as of 
right now we're recording this. West Virginia is actually favored by three points. That game is – I wouldn't even say that shit is a pick em, but I don't – whoever got West Virginia favored to do anything is crazy. But um, what does Virginia Tech have to do to win this game outright? Um, I think they're going to have to do the same thing they did against – uh, North Carolina, which is control the trenches, control the game from a defensive perspective, and then script enough plays on offense to score just enough points to where your defense can hold and and you win. Uh, it's going to be a hard environment to play in. I'm sure Morgantown's going to be rocking. Um, a lot of fans there. It's a big rivalry. The re- I mean, if you look at the spread, there's a reason that it's at three for West Virginia. Uh, Tech, like we've been talking about, Tech didn't exactly blow out Middle Tennessee, and their offense is not looking good, especially to the public. Um, right. So, I mean, I don't feel too great about this game. I, I, it's kind of fucked to say, but I would feel better about this game if Tech had lost to UNC Week One. Like, I feel like I right. feel like a good Tech at fifteen. Like, this is a game that they need to win moving forward um, for a lot of different reasons, and I feel like if Tech loses this game, it's gonna it's going to feel like shit. Like you beat UNC, but then you lost to West Virginia and West Virginia who lost to Merlin. Yeah. So we're not talking about some West Virginia team that got these lofty expectations. They're just a, a middle of the road, West Virginia team. That's probably the road, big 12 team in a conference that's slowly dying. Yeah. Yeah. A team that's halfway fucking homeless until Cincinnati and UCF decided to go be homeless with them. Yeah, come and go say it is. Um, what we got to do to win this game? Obviously, no turnovers. The way the way they run, the way they play offense, the way Fuente's whole philosophy, everything is about no turnovers. The last thing they need is to turn the ball over. Um, I don't even think Braxton Burmeister needed to finish last week's game, but I think they wanted to just get him some stats, get him some confidence going into this week going into the this black diamond game I, I i fully agree i think they need to run the ball control the clock control the trenches and get out of here with a w i don't think what west virginia has on their offense threatens our defense the only way they can start to threaten our defense is if we start giving them extra possessions and, and three and outs and yeah. keep our defense on the field all game that's I That'll will be the say, only way they uh, they have a, a hell of a chance to beat us. I think it could be bad for Tech if West Virginia gets the ball on the opening drive and scores a touchdown and goes up 7-0 because I think it'll pull the offense off script and they're going to start doing things that they aren't supposed to do and that might lead to turnovers, whatever, and then puts the defense in a bad position. So ideally, Tech gets the ball to open the game scores at least three points, puts pressure on West Virginia, and then holds them the entire game. Um, but I think if West Virginia goes up early, it could throw everything off. Yeah. Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. Jumping on, jumping out on them early, the fans are going to be going crazy. This yeah. is, this The way we treated North Carolina all summer, that's how they treated us all summer. I don't right. even think – West Virginia fans and West Virginia and Maryland got a slick rivalry. Like the, the schools are closer than what people think. It's it's kind of a regional rivalry. Um, it might not be a historical rivalry, but it's kind of a regional rivalry. West Virginia and Maryland is not that far from each other. But um, 
the way we treated UNC, that's how they treat us. And ranking us 15, they got all the motivation in the world. Um, there's going to be fans ready to burn couches and throw turds and all that other crazy shit they do over yeah. there. They will storm the field if they win. They are going to storm the fuck out of the field if they win this game. I just hope that our players are off the field by the time they start storming it because you got COVID and they got they got STDs and diseases over there that you couldn't even imagine <laughs> over there. So it's facts. Let's just win the game to prevent them from storming the field. Um, control I, them. Control the environment. Don't let it get out of hand. I think that's how you win. Them control the environment. They might be wearing, I don't know if they're doing a yellow, a gold out, or a blue out. I'm pretty sure they're doing some kind of out. And uh, mm -hmm. they're gonna be hyped up. I didn't, I used to let me let me get let me get this shit clear. I don't like West Virginia. I don't like West Virginia fans. I don't like nothing West Virginia stands for. Like, I don't get into the whole I hate UNC shit because it's not real. That's not a real rivalry. That's a regional thing. We recruit against each other, whatever, whatever. But I never seen somebody in Tar Heel Blue and dislike them. Right. I agree. West Virginia? I got I don't like them people. I don't like West. I don't like West Virginia. I don't like nothing they do over there. It, it's something about how they handle business that just don't sit right with me. There's a lot of Virginia Tech fans that resent West Virginia fans over the shit that they used to do when we used to play them every year, throwing yeah. batteries and just doing just bullshit. If There's talk, a lot of beef yeah. between the two fan bases. Any Hokie going up to Morgantown this weekend, I just – if this is your first goal – I've never been to Morgantown, by the way. I've been to a West Virginia game. But I've never been to Morgantown. Just watch it back. That's all I'm gonna say. Just watch it back. What were you about to say? Uh, I mean, I was just about to say if you if you ask any older Virginia Tech fan, alum, whatever, they'll probably tell you that their biggest rivalry is with West Virginia, not UVA. Uh, just because That's of the hit, just because of the history that goes between it. Um, obviously, there was a lot of years that we haven't played West Virginia recently, but like you said, it was right. a, it was a year by year game, and it was way more ugly than any of the UVA games. Way more ugly. On and off the field. Yeah. At least UVA On fans are, like, respectable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't really... We should be playing West Virginia after Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly. We should be playing... Yeah. Those... Oh, we play West Virginia... Oh, man. You play the Black Diamond game on rivalry week. Oh, you getting fights everywhere. Fights in the stands. Fights everywhere. Fights on the field. Uh, see, UVA tried to pump themselves up to be our rival, but it, it, at the end of the day, the the wins don't add up. The, the 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 clout don't add up. West Virginia do just enough to me. Okay, we see what you're doing over there, but um, they ain't beat us in a long ass time either. So yeah, we shall see. But that's it for Don V Fridays, man. I want to thank everybody for tapping in, man, keeping us number one Virginia Tech-related podcast. Man, shout out Dwight Vic. Shout out the Vic 757 podcast. Facts. They gave your boy a shout out. It's, 
just for my name to be mentioned on a podcast that Michael Vick is on is humbling. It's humbling. It's humbling. It's shit. Uh, shout out to Michael Vick. I did not let him play the line in Walmart in 2010 because fuck him. I mean, <laughs> shout out to him, but dog, who the fuck is you to cut a line? I can, you got to wait like me, bro. Uh, he probably don't remember that shit, but I remember it. So shout out to Mike Vick. Um, anything you got to say before we sign out? Uh, we we might be some terrible betters, but uh, stick with us. You know, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna, you know, end the end the year positive. So uh, you know, keep listening, and uh, you know, maybe maybe you'll be you'll be okay too. So that's all I got. Yeah, I just started. I just I just started gambling this football season. It is legal to gamble in the state of the Commonwealth of Virginia, and I just started. So please, uh bear with my gambling terms i'm not no gambling degenerate i, I just started this shit i don't know how to gamble um if we're gonna be degenerates knows, by the end of the year <laughs> if anybody knows how to gamble please dm me and teach me how to gamble anybody that does this shit for a living please dm me and show me your secrets because uh i just started doing this shit it's something i do for fun oh i don't want motherfuckers taking these picks and losing they i I say it like this. I gamble with my Wawa money. I don't gamble with my rent money. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody taking anybody taking any picks, I do, not just me, not Drew. Anybody <laughs> taking picks that that I say and they using their rent or their mortgage or their wedding ring money, use your Wawa money. If it ain't a Wawa near you, use your Arby's money. Yeah, if you in middle America, so fuck away. But uh, the best it would uh, be Friday. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say the biggest advice I can get any I can give anybody betting because I've been betting for like three years now, just because I use like a a book online. But um, biggest advice is create your own unit. So in betting terms, like a unit is a certain amount of money that you will put down on a bet. So if like for me, a unit is fifteen dollars. So anytime I bet, I'm betting fifteen dollars, and I might up that by one unit, and then it's thirty. So it keeps you it keeps you like betting the same amount of money to where you're not overspending. Cause a lot of people make the mistake of like, Oh, they win a couple of games putting like $10 down. Then they jump up to 50 and then they jump up to 200 for no reason. And then they, that's when they start losing a lot of money. So that would be my advice is find a number, stick to the number and you'll save a lot of money that way. Find a number, stick to that number and you'll be okay. Do not be like these motherfuckers out here dropping, dropping two, three hundred, don't do it. Don't play yourself. If you knew to this, like me, keep it simple. <laughs> but but that's it for Don V Fridays, man. We want to thank everybody for tapping in. Until next week, y'all. God bless.